Hey everyone, today I want to talk a little bit about what I'm reading right on the news here. Um, it looks like Biden is preparing another another recovery package after the COVID-19 relief bill, I think called the American Rescue Plan, ARP. Um, so after that, he wants to do another bill focused on infrastructure, focused on employment, focused on green energy. Probably it's going to be another couple of trillion bucks. I bet you it's going to be another couple of trillion bucks on this. So we're already seeing, I mean, I don't want to call this the inflation podcast, but I think that's the theme of this year. Those who have assets will experience gains in nominal wealth. And those who don't are just going to see their wealth washed away by all the money printing that's happening. That's what it seems like is happening. Um, And you don't even have to be smart anymore. You don't even have to be too intelligent anymore to invest. Everyone's making money now. If you're invested, you're making money. So it's too easy. And I, I think it may continue this year. It possibly will continue this year if they keep printing, right? They haven't still, they still haven't even touched the 1.9 trillion, the the fourteen, uh, the fourteen hundred dollar payments, right? One point nine trillion. I think they're still sending them out, and then yeah, I'm sure there's going to be more spending. I predict we're going to have five trillion dollars of new spending this year, including this one point nine. So I bet you we're going to have three trillion more in in quote unquote packages, relief packages, economic stimulus packages. So when we talk about inequality when the democrats talk about inequality they they don't know what they're talking about anymore when the republicans talk about inequality i i think also they have no idea what they're talking about uh, in the the biggest issue right now in the us in terms of inequality is not it's not about income now it's becoming a little bit more about the the ability for normal people now low to moderate income people to just be able to acquire assets if you're basically if you're 25 you're making sixty thousand bucks a year somewhere now and you're investing in your 401k and you're doing the nasdaq you're investing at record highs you're basically being forced to buy at record highs these inflated crazy prices so it's tough the long-term trajectory may not pan out as well as we think it it does things may revert to the mean. So it's a very dangerous thing. And then on top of that, you have real estate and you have other assets, important assets to own, like Bitcoin going up so fast in price, where you're basically locking communities out again, just like there is for generations, people have been locked out of the banking system in the Western world, especially in the United States. That's more of what I know about banking. So yeah, there's a group always, a multi-generational group of the unbanked, and that's tragic. And they're not tied into the banking system. We also are creating a, a well. We have well. We, I guess we already have that a group of people that can't um, own assets. But it's becoming worse and worse to the point where to the point where if you look at in a, in a big city where most immigrants and low income people are, like where it matters, right? It doesn't matter in in a random city of. 50,000 people, right? That's not where it matters, where they're doing okay, where it's more of a normal community-based society. I'm talking about in a big city where the most of the people that we care about are talking about are people can't afford to live. Like if you're making 50, 60, 70,000 bucks a year in Los Angeles or Miami or New York City or Vancouver, 
what the heck? It's going to be very tough for you to live. Very tough for you to live. Rent. Just, it's going to be tough. You're you're not going to be able to live well. You're not going to be able to even live in a decent way and still build wealth. Whereas, if you're making 70000 in in Texas, not even in a big Texas city, just somewhere in Texas making seventy. well, then you can save a ton. You, you have so much more autonomy. You have so much more flexibility. Because you could say, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go live the same way I would have lived in Manhattan, right? Manhattan, I'm making seventy, and seventy per, seventy thousand in Texas. I could live like a Manhattan. I live in a shitty apartment with with roommates. Even though I'm a grown man, and I'm making seventy thousand dollars a year, I'm one of the wealthiest people in terms of income in the world. Like I'm probably the top one percent in the world, and historically, don't even start to talk about it, but. Comparatively, yeah, I have to live live in in an apartment with roommate in New York. While if you just live in a random city in Texas, for seventy thousand bucks, you can choose to live in that apartment if you want to save. But here's where the autonomy comes in: you can choose there to do that. You can rent just a place out for like two hundred fifty bucks a month, and I'm even being conservative: just two fifty a month, two hundred a month. You can rent, and that's it. And you can save the rest, or you could. Buy a house. You could easily buy a two hundred thousand dollar house, a hundred fifty thousand dollar house, um, and yeah, you you'd do very fine. You'd have a very nice one thousand to even probably three thousand, depending on where you buy one, to maybe one thousand to twenty five hundred square feet. You'd have land. You'd have a yard. You'd have a place to call your own. So very different. And the the people in Texas, we love them. We care about them. But they're not the ones that are struggling. It's the people in the big cities that are struggling. And that's where inflation is hitting the hardest. That's where inflation is hitting the most. So that's something for us to really think about. I think that no one, not, not the Democrats and not the Republicans, no one is thinking in these terms. Uh, I think the Democrats are not... It's tough. I don't know. It's tough. It's hard to know. There's not one entity that's the government, you know? So there's no way to... It's every, It's it's a bunch of people vying for their own interests. That's what it is. And the way it ends up being is that no one's... There's not enough people concerned there with inflation. Not enough people that remember think about inflation and, you know, lived in periods where inflation existed. Most of these people lived in periods where there wasn't any inflation, except maybe in the stagflation era in the late 70s early 80s when you had yeah stagflation as i would say stagnant economy and inflation mainly driven by high oil prices so it's tough it's just this perpetuating thing it's kind of hard to stop you know once it starts once you start taxing people in the early 1900s i think 1909 or 1903 um, once you start taxing people and then you start the government getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then you, you give it the ability to borrow and then you give it the ability to decide at which rate it borrows something that no, I don't have that, that ability and neither do you neither does anybody in the world but the US government does they've created this ability to and I mean if you talk to them they'd say oh no, the Fed is a separate entity but that's 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 all nonsense that's that's BS you basically you have this this entity this bureaucracy that's able to decide at which rate it wants to borrow and so finally they came to their senses after 50 years after how many 100 years of the fed after after the 70s after being 
after making so many errors over the course of this last hundred years, finally everyone came to their senses and they're like, guys, what the fuck? We control the raid. Let's let's take the raid to zero and borrow as much as we can. What the hell's the problem? What the fuck are we doing? Why are we playing around with these with this raid? So they're they're finally being smart now, in terms of understanding the, the their actual power, and they're using it to the fullest. But and when I say they, there's not there's no one there's no one there. We don't have a king. Biden just came in. He's just he's do he's optimizing what he's optimized for, and he seems like a he's not an evil guy. I mean, none of these people seem purely evil. Their actions may be evil, but they're optimizing on their own for doing whatever they feel like they need to do. So it's tough. It's tough to blame any one of them. There's not. It's it's something that. It's not of the moment. It's something that's. It we're just part of a historical movement. We're part of a historical trend. It's not something we can easily stop. It's not like a car where you could just put the brakes on. They started. 100 years ago basically a little over 100 years ago and you can even think it started maybe a thousand years ago uh, like 800 years ago to, to the creation of the modern banking system in europe with the various european banking families like the medicis you could think it started then and but more locally you could think it started about 100 years ago for us here for the u.s government which kind of latched on to those global trends the modern banking system and and then influence those trends deeply and now is i mean the most powerful thing this planet has ever seen the u.s government and everything it has and owns and is able to do and is able to affect um so it's a, it's not something that I can easily you can't just say hey let's stop it we have i think we have seven aircraft carriers that's like i think the what's number two like maybe japan or russia or the uk they have like two max we have seven maybe eight so there's not we're not playing games here there need the money needs to keep flowing and thankfully for us thankfully for the u.s we're we, we're the ones that could print that money so if imagine one day nobody nobody likes dollars anymore then our printing power goes away i mean then, then everything would collapse uh, of course, that printing power comes from the fact that we're such a massive and productive economy, right? Because of that. So that ability comes partly because, partly, slightly, because we have such an insane military. But that also, but that part, the fact that we have such a military comes from our economy. But the majority of, of our of our overall global power and ability to just say, fuck it, I'm going to, like, who else can do it? Who else can print on a piece of paper and say, now this is worth something? No one, right? So, like, yeah, yeah, you can go to a random country, you can go to Russia, and they're printing rubles, or in the UK, they're printing pound sterling, but, eh, it, those are not really, maybe pound sterling is a bit of a global currency, but they're not really global currencies, they're just not, they, they're much more restricted in what they can do, the US has much more leeway in what it could do, uh, in terms of just anything, literally, because it has the ability to print the US dollar, um, and it has the ability to decide the rate at which it borrows, quote unquote, which is printing, right? When you when you're doing that, when you're saying I'll borrow at zero from the from my neighbor next door and I'll go turn on my printing press, or oh, I borrowed at zero percent interest rate, that's the same thing as printing. Right? When you click a button and then a trillion dollars appears ready to be sent out to everyone on debit cards, that's printing. That's printing money. That's creating money. So the US has immense power. 
if that power goes away or the abilities will be limited then these these like really intense guys that you see saying hey inflation buy gold only buy gold buy silver when inflation's coming then they'll shut up because they're foolish you if you really like if you're here if you're in the u.s and you love america you okay you could say hey let's take it easy just like i am right now saying take it easy inflations may come but you wouldn't want to say hey let's stop stop printing right i want the dollar to collapse because no we don't want the dollar to collapse it's because we live in the u.s we want we'd like to be able to have our government not somebody else's government be able to print the reserve currency that be- that benefits us in immeasurable ways i would say immeasurable ways it allows for tons of folly and foolishness and naivete and leeway in in different parts of uh, of our government at, at, at city levels at state levels and and at, even at the national level it gives us leeway where if we didn't have that ability much more precision would be needed uh, where a lot of the leadership that's in place around the u.s now now in different cities in different states and in different uh, and, and in the u.s government in in the senate and the house of representatives and and in the white house they, they would if they would they would affect the country negatively more negatively if they didn't have to transfer those negative consequences to the future via money printing and and fake borrowing that would that would constrain them right if they couldn't do that and so we'd either have to like better leaders or we'd we'd have a really shitty country and we'd have a shitty time and that that's very possible things could go to shit so we really need to be mindful and not really not take things for granted i feel i've taken things for granted for quite a while and i'm kind of waking up finally to the fact that i will probably have to i i can't just sit idly quietly i have to actually go into the world and engage this is my tiny tiny way of doing that Maybe I'll find another way to do it, but I actually have to engage and I have to put my ideas out there. It's 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 almost a moral responsibility, so it's it's a must. It's a must because what the fuck? I'm living in this society. Who who are the adults now? Me. We are. We're the adults now. So we got. We have to take responsibility for our own lives and for and for the kind of world we're living in. It sounds cliche, but. Yeah, it is fucking cliche, but I, if you feel that at a deep level, cliches make sense. It's only when you don't feel them deeply. It's only when you don't feel them deeply that they sound foolish. When you, when you feel them deeply, they don't sound foolish at all. Mm-hmm.